What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're going to be diving back into the real reality of Martinis with Eddie. In part two of our full coverage deep dive of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we're going to be discussing how with one tweet, Eddie started the season-erupting beef between Garcelle Bouvet and Diana Jenkins. We're going to play this or that, create a new show for Peacock, and also prove and solidify why Eddie is the true king of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get back into it. Sorry about that. Okay. I had an alarm go off and thing. My bad. That was my fault. So, so where we left off was I was presenting my conspiracy theory about something that could play directly into what you're saying about needing a one cast shakeup and two a previous housewife to come back right yes roll with me on this do you think that garcelle is playing the long game and planning a full out beverly hills takeover by strategically plotting to take over real housewives of beverly hills with sutton as her partner and her ally with the intention of bringing lisa vanderpump back into the fold that's why she's cuddled up to her. She went to the event um, off camera. She went to eat with her. She's filming for Vanderpump Rules. She's infiltrating that show by putting Oliver in place. And apparently he's got a whole bunch of other shit going on that's putting him in position over there. And she's allegedly repli- she's allegedly replacing Renna in a damn holiday movie. I'm I hope so. Because <laughs> um, this looks like a hell of a damn long game. It looks like Garcelle got the check. It looks like Garcelle is playing chess. I mean, uh, I I had this um, kind of feeling that, you know, Kyle's time in Beverly Hills is coming to an end. I mean, not, I'm not saying yes, that God. she's going to quit next season or anything, but it's ticking. Her clock it's winding is down. That clock has official. That countdown clock ha- has officially started. You're absolutely yeah. right. So uh, the show needs somebody who understands how to produce. Um, like yeah, like we know the cow produced, but she's really bad at it. So um, yes, one thing that I have noticed is like after last season when they had that conversation, Kyle and Garcelle had their issue, they fixed it, and all this stuff. I do mm-hmm. feel like Garcelle has the potential to be uh, the Kyle when Kyle leaves. You know, I'm not saying that she's trying to be Kyle because let's be honest, no. Garcelle is one of a kind and she's awesome and unique. Uh, but she's able to be the ghost producer and do it correctly, correctly. like a camera judge would. That's right. And, and you know what? You you want to know the moment I feel like Garcelle officially clocked in to Real Housewives? to follow your theory 
the moment Garcelle clocked in was that mo- the moment the word bully left Dorit's mouth at that dinner, the gloves came off. Yeah. Garcelle said, oh, okay, bitch. Oh, so we playing it. Oh, oh, so we're doing that? Oh, oh, okay. And everything Garcelle has done since then, it has been chef's kiss ghost producing. Because you can tell she's doing it. You can see the little snide face that she's making. You can see her reacting in the scene and figuring out how to play it. But she does it so damn well. Yeah. She does it so well. And I just don't think Kyle, even if Kyle doesn't leave on her own accord, she's not going to be able to keep up with Garcelle for long. Yeah, I agree. She can't keep she can't keep up with her ass now, to be perfectly honest. But I feel like now that the fan base has completely shifted to someone else, because I feel like before, people have been calling Kyle out for years, right? But the difference is they didn't have anybody to shift that support to. I think that they just stand Kyle because that was just who they had. And so by the time that Garcelle came along, the fandom was absolutely ready for somebody else to come along and spot. And I think that Garcelle is filling it perfectly. I agree. I truly think that she's the one that's going to take it. And I think that she's truly playing the long game by infiltrating Oliver into Vanderpump rules, using that as a perfect opportunity to cover up what she's really doing by sneaking and getting the girl back on the show. What she's really doing is using Oliver as a decoy to work her way over there to the Vanderpump rules and to the sir in the first place to have the conversation with Lisa in the first goddamn place. Pay attention, children, because Garcelle is working. Garcelle working. Good tag. For her check, every single she day. She working for her check, and she working for Kyle's check, too. No shade. She's working for Kyle's coin, too. Because the way she is ghost producing, it has so much more than Beverly Hills attached to it. She's going full throttle. She took them gloves off, and she put that Haitian hit on them. I'm just, I'm just happy to at least know that uh, there's new blood in Beverly Hills. I mean, uh, Garcelle, Sutton, even Crystal, even though Crystal cuts in and cuts out in and out. I mean, I'm, but I feel like she's finally finding her footing on the show. Um, I feel like Crystal just... has only clocked in twice. And it's pissing me off because I like Crystal. I really want to like Crystal. There's only been three moments that Crystal has given me that I have lived for. And yeah. it is when she looked sudden in her face and was like, please don't tell me you're that girl. The I don't see color girl. You're that girl? Really? She ate Sutton alive. And I lived for it. The moment that she just did with Erica, when she was like, so you want us to show you compassion, but you can't show compassion to plane crash victims? I'm confused. Right. That's I mean, us. I mean, and I- then sorry and then the third moment for me was funny was when Gar- was when Kyle went over to her house and saw that mini Birkin and it was like $95,000 and Crystal's only reaction was like she's cute right 
<laughs> real money. Real money. That's real money on the table right there. Literally, that's money on the table. I live for her. I know. I, I, I like I, I like Crystal. I just want her to be... I want her to pick a side and to stick to it and not be flip-flopping a little too much. And I need her to find her voice because she has her voice. When every confessional she has, she has a valid point, you know? Mm-hmm. And she she could be uh, kind of like a, a fresh star for Beverly Hills too because, you know, she's young and she's rich, like really rich. And, really rich. Um, she has to call a ninety-five thousand dollar bag cute. Yeah, that bitch got real money, and and she and she gives me like OG vibes, like like oh, like first season vibe when like the ladies. She gives to you fun. like Adrian. She gives you like Adrian and Taylor and yeah. Camille she, to a certain extent, but not Camille vibes. But like she could be, she could easily. Those might be some of her fourteen friends, cause she could fit easily with the first group of ladies. She <laughs> like, really I mean, could have fit in that first season very well. She has a potential. She just needs to, to, uh, to step it up. Um, she need to show up at work and stay there. She don't need no damn lunch break. She don't need a coffee <laughs> break. She don't need to go to the bathroom. Crystal need to show her ass up at work and stay there. She needs stay to there. do overtime. Because at the end of the day, I like her. Like, the fact that that woman sat there and called a $95,000 bag. Cute? That's some real rich bitch shit. Like, that's a subtle flex that nobody caught. That's and some that's, real subtle rich shit that you don't see. Yeah, and that's the type of stuff that we watch Beverly Hills for, you know? That's what we watch Beverly Hills for. Not, not for uh, Lisa Renner's uh, lip kit situation. Which, by the way, I'm gonna be extra super shady on this. I please, I know that she has a relaunch of her lip line this year with that disco party. But if you mm-hmm. ask me, Crystal's... the one where she showed up in Blackford. Oh yeah, exactly. But if you ask me, Crystal's launching that she had last season was cuter and it was way more marketing focused because you saw the product everywhere you saw the lips floating on the on the on the pool you saw everything was every single drink was named after one of the whatever lip kits whatever uh what lisa runa did was a really cheap Of course. Uh oh. If you ask me about the party, Crystal is a better host and a better party planner. I agree. I see the product. I know what's happening. This is a Rena Beauty party and it's cute. I didn't even know that that party that she showed up in blackface to was a Rena Beauty party until way later on. I didn't even know. I had no idea. No clue. No clue. Yeah, definitely not. But good. Can 
Well, since we're getting messy, can I get messy for a second? Yes. Can you elaborate on how you feel now about starting the actual beef between Garcelle and Diana? <laughs> can we talk about it? Like, <laughs> can we get into it? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> Um, I, I told you that I was prepared for this interview. I told you I was coming with it. I'm clocked that, in, baby. That was one of the most unexpected turns in my life. When it comes as a content, a as a content creator, you want the housewife to acknowledge you, but there's a point where you did not expect it. You didn't expect your content to be the issue of like a bigger blowout. So. Um, let me tell you the story. I I posted that. I posted the Garcelle misspell on Google because, you know, like, um, Garcelle told Diana on the show, if you want to get to know me, Google me. So right. I posted as a joke because, you know, that Garcelle, I mean, Diana misspelled Garcelle's name on the group test when she Love was that. trying to be petty and shady. So the I just look did. on Garcelle's face when she was, like, misspelled. Yeah, misspelled. Uh, so I just posted it, and Garcelle replied to it saying, like, not the misspelled name. So um, <laughs> that was, uh, I was like, yeah, that was funny. We were interacting. It's, it's cute. I mean, uh, so uh, two days later, I'm having dinner. Listen to this part. I'm having dinner with uh, uh, friends and family, and I get a text message from a friend saying, "You not have you, have you checked Twitter and Instagram? I was like, what are you talking about? It's like go to Diana's Instagram and you're gonna you're gonna be shocked. I opened her Instagram and I saw my face on her feed. I was like, what is happening here? Oh she, my god. She I mean, she got somebody to screenshot Garcelle's and I um, interaction in on that tweet. Somehow she twisted it to make people believe that Garcelle was making fun of her or her miscarriage, which absolutely has nothing to do, the tweet was absolutely nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with the miscarriage, and um, and it was I just it was just a silly, funny, haha kind of moment. Uh, she took it. She took it there, and um, that trigger, you know that big fight between them and um, I mean not big fight but Diana's argument because Garcelle paid her dust as she should but then uh, then like the next day or two days later the you know the unfortunate situation that her son uh, went through happened so that's why a lot of people are connecting Diana to the bot yeah I mean because the timing was very strange the, the wording was really strange um, I, I was really upset about the fact that she took my tweet that was meant to be funny uh, towards this like deep dark place where she was saying that oh people can make fun of me but uh, you know I have miscarriage I'm like girl nobody's talking about it nobody's saying anything about miscarriages and um, you were the one who was petty and trying to be shady by misspelling her name. Uh, right. You know, you, did, you didn't care enough about Garcelle uh, to at least do the, your due diligence to spell her name right on it. The least you could do. 
you know. So、um, it was so interesting, though. I,、uh, I, my name and my tweet was like on every single blog, in, like about housewife, and and I'm just here thinking, like, oh my gosh, this was just meant. It was just meant to be a funny joke, and、uh, now it's. It now is Diana's whole storyline for the reunion, which, by the way, I'm happy she didn't go. <laughs> Because、oh. girl did not need to go. She has not anything. And if anything,、uh, she's, been tr- she's been reaching for drama. So I might as well just like, get her out of the way.、Um, hopefully, she's not coming back. I'm, I'm 100% sure she's not coming back next season. I mean, to be honest. You are the king of Beverly Hills for a reason. That's some real king shit. Like, if you want something to qualify you having, the re- having a right to claim a title like that, you have the motherfucking right to claim that. When you set a bitch storyline in motion for the whole season with a simple tweet, <laughs> slow clap.、That's- slow clap, my friend. You work that. I, I said that to.、Uh, I, I, I actually made a TikTok explaining this, and I said, like, I mean, Diana, at least, you know, thank you. That's where I learned this、You're、whole、welcome. story. I was like, wait a minute, that was you? Because <laughs> I remember reading that tweet, and I didn't put two and two together at first until I was going back through your Instagram the other day, preparing for this interview. And I was like, oh! I liked that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was, it, it was definitely up there with like one of my top 10 moments as a content creator that I'm going to remember. I mean, it, that was, I mean, I mean, as a whole, Beverly Hills is my favorite franchise. And in 91 million years, I thought that somehow. I was gonna、You'd、put like a, a little grain of sand into the storyline of a whole season. So, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, that was humbling and、uh, in, in a way that like I, I, I'm just speechless how easily、uh, a. You that girl? <laughs> well, no, I, was, I was just gonna say how easily somebody can take something out of context and just blow it out of proportion, but I can take that too. <laughs> Period, because you became that girl real quick. King of Beverly Hills is solidified. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm cementing that. That is your thing. Period. So, is the crown heavy or what?、Uh, that's right. Just <laughs> leave it where it belongs, darling. Don't even play with it. I'll just take another <laughs> franchise. Don't even worry about it. I ain't even gonna come. I, I don't have enough money to even try to come for your franchise. I'll let you have it. I'll come visit and, and stay at your house. Because you got it for real. I know you got it.、Oh, thank so, you. anytime, baby love. So, who's your guest in real life? Who's your guest for the vibe? Do you think it was Diana? Do you think it was Nicki Minaj? Do you think it was a Barb? Or do you、um, think it was just a racist ass fan? I, I honestly, I'm gonna say allegedly. I'm gonna say allegedly. Allegedly. I don't want to get any season desist letters. I don't want to get involved because I, I know a lot of people that were named on Diana's loss. Perhaps. But、uh, I honestly believe, allegedly, that this was done either on、um, cast member, either、mm-hmm. Diana. 
Rena or Erica or the three of them at the same time mm-hmm. uh, or allegedly once again somebody in production but I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna just leave it like that I don't think I don't think it was uh, a fan a fan doesn't have the time to do this shit I honestly think that fan has nothing to gain out of this um, and Nicki Minaj that was random I'm not sure how I can take that uh, I did a whole podcast but I did not expect that to happen I was that that was so random it was so random and you know what's so crazy is that I was planning on doing that episode of my podcast about the same topic but from a completely different vantage point so the original thing that I was planning on talking about in that episode became like five minutes at the end because I literally spent like 45 minutes talking about Nicki Minaj I was like what the hell is wrong with you what is actually going on like I'm not gonna say too much because Nicki is out here suing the girls for real and I ain't got time for that I'm not Tasha K so I just I listen I don't know what the girls got going on, but that was way too goddamn much. And everything she said, I do not approve of. Every word of what she said, I do not approve of. But if you want to hear my thoughts, go back and listen to my podcast. You can never win when you play dirty, honey. That's right. Period. Um, What do you think about Di- Di- Diana's donation to the flight victims at this point? Um... I think that it's a PR move. A scam that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to, I, I don't want to speak ill on what it seems to be like a good deed, but you have to read the, the, the small letter in any type of contract. And when you read the small letter in her, um, donation and where it's going and how it's been distributed and stuff is very weird it's questionable uh, and um, also the timing it's strange uh, that was my big thing I believe that if you are truly doing something from your heart you don't publish it there was no need for a public uh, letter saying she was donating money which by the way it's not like she's donating anything it's like it's a whole process that basically is like maybe like 500 lot of stops for each person that was involved in the situation so I mean there and then on is, top of that nine nine times out of ten it's a tax write-off mama you getting that money back calm down yeah so I, I, I always question when people make their charitable donations very public um mm-hmm. Especially after watching how the season went down and how people were questioning her image and you know like all those rumors especially her reputation when she came on right of how she came on the show so there's a lot of stuff around her on her time during the show that make me question her motive behind it obviously people are going to praise her because she's giving back or whatever but I always say, follow the money before you start giving praises. 
I mean, it's great. It's great that she is trying to do something, but we need to see exactly what she's doing. If you really want to give praises, at least the least that you can do is read the 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 small letters in the papers. So if you if you read that, you will know that the donation is not as straightforward as she's making it to be. And then, on top of that, I appreciate you handling this with kid gloves. This is why you're the king of Beverly Hills and shit. Me, I'm new to this shit, so I'm still a little ratchet out here in the streets. So I'm getting. So what I'm getting ready to say is not going to be as um, professionally worded. I think she's full of shit because I don't understand. My thing is, if you were really going to donate to to the victims. Why didn't you donate to the victims two years ago when this shit broke out? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or even or even if you could make the excuse that, that you didn't know two seasons ago when this shit broke out because you weren't on the show. When you came on the goddamn show and you figured out all this shit was going on, why didn't you make a donation during the season while you were filming when you actually figured out all of this shit was, was going on in the first place? Why did you wait until this point in the season, not even the first couple episodes, this point in the season when your when your reputation has already gone six feet past hell, at this point, why do you feel the need to make the donation? Like why was that your move? Yeah. And then on top of that, it was within the same week as the bots attacking Jack. Yep. And Hello? Yeah. That's and- crazy. And the and the um and the crazy part is like you are saying that you're donating money towards some victims, right? Uh, I think which victims? The thing is, yeah, and then and you are also aligning with the perpetrator of their of their you know their pain. So doesn't make any sense. You still bested with the person who's not cooperating with the process to make sure that these people get their money back. So you're still laughing with the bitch wearing wearing seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earrings on camera while she's arguing with a bitch about not wanting to return seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earrings like that were bought with, with 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 victims money. Like how much did you donate? Did you donate seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Because you sat here and kiki with this bitch while this bitch was wearing these victims money and her ears in your face. And you said nothing. That's right. You too busy calling Sutton a cunt. And, oh, and that's right. Doing. There you go. And and she was out there trying to say that Sutton was uh, too much and putting uh, and clumsy with her word for asking the question about the victims. And I and yeah, people say, oh, but Sutton didn't didn't donate anything. We don't know that. Pe- some people have don't. Some people have donated. I, I mean, I know that. Even Vanda donated have Kyle donated? Sorry, go ahead. Even even the war in the streets that even Lisa Vanderpalm has donated uh money towards those victims. And nobody knows that. Nobody she hasn't made a public announcement about it, but people talk about it. You know, Nor so, she has to. So and I I do believe that one of the biggest biggest way to help somebody in this type of situation is to make sure that the people who wrong them 
are the one who actually pay back. Now, Sutton asking the question and they making her and they making her feel like she's doing something wrong. It's a great way to do it because guess what? Maybe maybe something clicked in her brain and does the right thing and start cooperating so they can easily get that money back. Instead, uh, you know, uh, you you have people who wants to like around her with like uh, like white gloves and making sure that she, she doesn't get angry because God forbid she gets angry, you know. God forbid. Um, so it's it's upsetting to watch. God forbid when, it snows in Pasadena. That's right. So I mean, I said it before. I don't care if she knew beforehand. I I don't care. Not the problem. The problem is she knew or not. The problem is she knows now. And currently, she's not doing the right thing for these people to get payback. And people say, "Oh, but she returned the 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 earrings. She didn't do it voluntarily. She was we holding." We she didn't do it voluntarily. And when 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 the judge said, "Yeah, you have to return them," she appealed that. So she's not like giving stuff away easily. She's dragging this situation as much as she White can. To... Yeah. While there's people out there that can't even pay their medical bill because this bitch hasn't returned her freaking earrings or hasn't allowed the house dimension to be sold, because that was another one when they filed the house in foreclosure for her for them to to sell the mansion. She wanted that six hundred thousand dollars worth of equity out of the house before it sold or something like that, right? Before before sold and before the victims get paid. So this, yeah, this, before the victims got paid. So uh, no, no cooperating this is a, this is not the way that you cooperate when your life has been funded by this and once again and I want to repeat this over and over again because that's the point of this like like uh, Camille said that's the point Yolanda is that, that Erica Jane Erica Jane did not know about it or knew who cares I don't care nobody cares that's not the point that's not the point of the situation. This is not the point. Why the way go. that she's acting shows that she didn't know. I think the yes. way that she's acting shows that she didn't know. I think if Erica was too calm about the situation, I think she would have been trying to stay quiet to make sure that she didn't say anything that makes her look any guilty or any more complacent than she was. I think she didn't know just by the way she's acting. It's like we said about Brandy fighting for her damn life. But the, with a six hundred thousand dollar a year payday, but I digress. But like, yeah, like she didn't know, but like she knows now. Like we are right. talking about the present. We're not talking about what happened. You know, if those ten whatever years she she claims to be like blindsided by Tom. We don't care about that part. We are talking about the present. Women, you learn came from. You learn how your leotards were. You know, pay by pay for. and you know it will pay for. You know, you know how they got. You know how you got your music career because let's be honest, you're not the greatest singer on the planet. So Tom needed to pay for your uh, your no. auto tune tracks to be produced. Notice how we never to... got that ballad. I'm just saying. Yeah. And for you to go, like I said before, for you to go around in week of lip syncing to every song that you could to have a, a, like a little taste of pop star stardom. But in reality, is all the stuff got paid by these people's uh, mystery and the, the money that was stolen from them. So the decent 
thing to do is at least cooperate and not and not appeal everything along the way because right not, this is this is not uh for you to keep whatever is for you will be yours at the end of this process and that's what is sad what is really sad is to know that even after everything is said and done erica will still get money the only thing here is that she is so greedy that she doesn't want to lose anything but girl that's that's not yours to keep none of it was yours yeah it wasn't yours to to spend and it isn't yours to 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 try to damn keep at the end of the day when the man bought you the motherfucking earrings they were stolen he bought you period but i'm tired of talking about erica's legal troubles who the hell is diana suing can you subpoena bots how do you serve (laughs) a bot how do you serve legal papers to a bot that's that's i need to know who is she doing that's the most performative uh, thing that I've ever seen in my life. That's not going anywhere. Like, literally nowhere. Nowhere. It didn't leave the courthouse. I guarantee you that it <laughs> never the, got printed out. It never the left fact, a copy machine. Facebook for, like, um, you know, like, I guess addresses or whatever, like, they're not going to give any information. They're not legally bonded to you to do that. They have bigger issues to worry about than Diana Jenkins' issues. So that's not going to happen. They're way too big of a company. They don't care about you that much. So um, this is not going anywhere. This is probably going to go away as soon as the reunion is aired. She's going to, you know, just as fast as she paid the file, she's going to pay to um, drop yeah. it. Now, so that's, that's it. Did you see the video of the psychic basically predicting Nicki Minaj's uh, 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 alleged rant about Garcelle? I did not watch that. You you didn't see the video? There's a no. video going around <laughs> online. I, I'll send it to you after this. It's a video of a psychic who is predicting... Uh, with the bots and all of this stuff and it was basically the, the um, psychic saying that he felt that it was somebody who was not a cast member on the show he felt that it was somebody she pissed off while she was on the reel and that she and that the psychic feels like the reason why the person um, went after her and did that is because they may be um, somebody that she's rel- like, like not the person who sent the attack directly was was pissed off. Garcelle pissed off somebody that the person was connected to. So if you put one one and one and one together and make three, the people are out here saying allegedly that the psychic is saying that allegedly Garcelle pissed off Nicki Minaj when she interviewed Jennifer Huff on the reel and that's why she paid to have the bot go after Garcelle because of what um, she had the lady come on and say about her husband Kenneth Petty who probably does not have the money to pay for bots yeah. allegedly I don't know their finances I know that Nikki is worth a hundred million dollars I don't know what Kenny Petty, Kenneth Petty is worth definitely not that <laughs> I mean I, I, I mean I, I, hey I, I ain't counting nobody's pockets 
I ain't count nobody pockets. I don't know what nobody got. I know Nikki got a million dollar wedding ring. God bless her. But what are your thoughts about this psychic video? I'll send it to you. But what do you think about just based on the context of what I said? I mean, that's hilarious. I mean, uh, I... Uh, it kind of makes sense. Makes sense. It kind of makes, makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I so, was like, whoa. I mean, if that, if, I mean, putting it in that uh, in that context, it makes a hundred percent a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> uh, I I just find it hysterical how like Garcelle, how this like Real Housewife world got involved into a psychic, then and then Nicki Minaj. She just like everything is just so crazy. Especially after Nicki Minaj done fucked around and hosted the damn. Potomac reunion. Now yeah. you done jumped out the window and attacked the only black woman on the damn franchise. What is wrong? What is wrong with you? You know yeah. what? Speaking of what? Speaking of what's wrong with you? Speaking of what's wrong with you? I have a very serious question that I need to ask you. Yes. Because I need, I need, need your your opinion on this. Like I have to have your take. If you could choose a more distinct name for homeless, not toothless. (laughs) What would it be? What would you name it? Uh, it? I will call it, um, uh, maybe like, I don't know. Uh, happy smile <laughs> uh, something simple something cute and like direct to the point this name homeless not toothless is horrible I would rather <laughs> I would rather to call it Boca de Papa or whatever they call that restaurant be like nah Boca de Beppo that should be the name of the, the charity event Boca, uh, Boca de Peppo yes honey cause I just that was some of the best best commentary we got from Kathy Hilton all season. She was like, homeless not toothless, toothless and homeless. Look, listen girl, it's a bad name. I don't know what you want me to do. She was like, girl, listen, we done been here for four hours. I'm tired and I'm ready to go home. This is a shitty name for a damn charity. I wrote wrote the check. They got my credit card. I'm ready to go. Can we finish this up? Kathy was tired at that point. She was ready to go. And Garcelle was cackling the entire time. It was so damn funny to me. She was like, girl, I am so tired of y'all shit. I am ready to go, honey. I am over it. I am that was, not here for it. That was truly one of the the funniest things because everybody was making fun of that name, but obviously the only one that got the hit was um, Kathy. But if you watch... Because hers the, was the funniest. If you watch like, the scene before that when Erica's talking to Kyle, Kyle and Erica are laughing about the name too but they didn't get the heat because obviously the rate wasn't around um, right. and yeah I understand that it's doing a great job for people but that name I mean it's, even the name is problematic like homeless not homeless toothless. not toothless and like oh god what so, the heck really that's so embarrassing actually. we don't give a damn if you're homeless but you're not but we gonna make sure your ass ain't toothless though <laughs> That bitch smile gonna be on point as she heads her ass back to Skid Row. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, when God. she asks for spare change, honey, her teeth are gonna be done like Nene Leaks in this bitch. <laughs> she gonna be on the street like they're done shaking the cup. 
girl, what is this about? Girl, I, I, I couldn't deal. I really couldn't deal. But I do have to ask you, if you could produce or edit Beverly Hills, which one would you choose? Ooh, that's a good question. That's actually a really good question. I would rather... Oh, produce. Produce Beverly Hills. Mm, tell me why. Just, be, just because I like money. And producer get Work. The editors. Work. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to go... I th- that's... I, I mean, that's fair. That is true king shit. I thought you were going to get, you know, philosophical on me and be like, because instead of and instead of doing the edits and just portraying the women in a better light and they, and them still being shitty people i would rather go out and find better housewives he was like no i would rather just get a bigger coin thank you right. good night i mean thank you and good night that is fair it's, it's fair. a business we're talking about tv tv is a, it's a business and i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna take it as a business person i mean pro- production producers make more money than editors so that's that's simple as it is <laughs> audience what he's saying is that he is he is recognizing and he knows that Beverly Hills could potentially be a sinking ship right now. So he gonna collect as much coin as he can before the Titanic hit. That's and he right. gonna get his ass on the tugboat and hit it. That's so what, what he just said. One thing I'm gonna say that if I produce Beverly Hills, you will get an excellent show. Even if it's sinking. No it will, question. It will, it will be, it will be the, the most beautiful sinking boat in the planet. <laughs> Listen, Titanic was a movie about a sinking ship, and it's the biggest grossing movie of all time until That's Avatar right. came out. So That's if you gonna go out, you gonna go out as Cynthia Bailey would say, you gonna go out in a blaze of glory. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Now listen, do you remember what your first tweet about Housewives was? My first tweet about housewife. Oh my god! Uh, I, I told you I'm prepared, honey. I'm clocked in. I ain't playing with you. <laughs> oh my god! I don't remember. Ah. Yes, I stumped him. No, I'm playing. Um, why did you choose Twitter as your platform of choice? Uh, because I find. I mean, I don't know if it's just because. Uh, I think I'm funnier when I type things down. I think I, I, I I'm, I'm quick. I like quick interaction, um, and I, I, and I, I like to have, you know, um, have like just like a one sentence, like like shady moment, and I felt like Twitter fit more what I what I wanted I mean I, I'm, I I love Instagram and TikTok and all the stuff but I do feel like there's something about Twitter that the others uh, platform don't have which is like that like um, it's kind of like sending a text message to a bigger audience you know like I don't answer my phone you know I don't answer my phone to anyone if you don't text me I'm, I'm you're gonna you're gonna go straight to voicemail so uh, that's how I see it. I feel like Twitter is like me sending a text message to like a group of friends and it's gonna just like have like a, uh, a response to it. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I, I, I love, you know, Beverly Hills and I love Housewives. So uh, 
giving it like a little shady tone to my tweets. It's like part of like the brand. So um, uh, it it, it kind of like fits more with me. Uh, I you know some people prefer like Twitter because they they maybe have more like a comedic like a funny comedy uh, you know way of expressing themselves like with their bodies or their faces. Um, I. I think I translate better when I write it down, but I I I, I don't know. You just gotta let me know. Like when I when I I make like TikToks and stuff, I I usually try to like just uh just grab like old school tweet. I mean videos and 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 and, and just put it on TikTok. I don't usually put myself out there that much, but I try my best. I I, I just really enjoy the interaction with other people. I feel you on that. Twitter has been my favorite platform forever. I completely understand. It's my favorite. It's the easiest. It's the most straightforward. It's straight to the point. You say what you got to say. Hit tweet. Drop the bomb. Walk the fuck off. Yeah. Very period. Well, what is to me is also like the challenge because out of all the social medias out there, Twitter is like you need to work for your following. You need, I mean, it does, yeah, people don't true. just follow you easily. It's not like like TikTok. Like if you put a TikTok and people like and go viral, you get like a hundred or two hundred followers like in a minute. Right. I mean, you have to have a voice on on Twitter to actually connect with other people. So, um, I mean, I, I've been. I seen how quickly my Twitter account has grown. Like I know it's it's probably not as big as like maybe like other bigger accounts, but I know that at least the the growth that I've been having, I can connect with a lot of the people who are following me. Like I, I speak to them directly, I can interact, I it's it's fun. Um, and like somebody and I love how shady my followers are too somebody posted today on one of my I posted on my I think it was today or yesterday when I hit like 4,000 followers and I said like I posted that like like that um, that image of then I would say like 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 look 25,000 so I changed 25,000 for 4,000 and somebody <laughs> said like like yeah and I said like I'm so happy that people are following me and I hope you enjoy my, my tweets and somebody commented saying we love your tweets, and I and it's good to know that you're not buying them, like buying your followers, which is like Work. a shade. I was like, that's right. I love a compliment with a little side of shade. Shade, so, okay. With a little <laughs> side of shade. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I and I, make sure it's in the right glass. That's right. I, I really enjoy Twitter. Like out of all the social medias, Twitter is my favorite. I do too. How is the Bravo fandom? embraced you have you found that it's been a positive experience have you had shade and backlash has it been mixed how's that been for you i mean i will say generally fun i i try to interact with people who understand that this is reality tv and we are are all having fun and and we also have to have those tough conversations Obviously, along the way, I, I have run into a couple of people who take this either too seriously or they believe in their mind that they are cast members. And <laughs> it's been quite the, you know, and I have no issue on calling out a bitch when this needs to be done. So uh, I think that I don't have time. I have plenty of time to say Real the pressure. 
So yeah, I mean, in general, it's fun.、Uh, the fandom, it's uh, uh, very passionate. You know, they we love Bravo. I mean, I think sometimes way too much, and sometimes it's like even undeserved because they don't deserve sometimes the support of、uh, the community. When it comes to like the way that they treat minorities and stuff like that, because we are very aware of that. But the the fandom as a community on its own is just amazing. Like we have BravoCon coming out next month, and one of the the, the thing that I'm looking forward to even more than just meeting the Bravo Labs is to meet the content creators and the people that I interact on the daily that I had never had the chance to meet in person because. Uh, that's how social media works. But with like BravoCon, I do know that there's plenty of people、uh, going that、um, you know they interact with my account. So that's gonna be really interesting and fun. That is really fun. Now you now you mentioned that you branched out to the other socials, YouTube, TikTok, etc. Do you find that the reception is similar across all the platforms, or do you find that it's mixed based on which platform you're on? Yes, I feel like there's like、uh, a division of the way the、uh, the fan base interact.、Uh, I feel like on Twitter,、uh, like I said, I'm very passionate about speaking out against. Uh, the whole Erica legal things, and I feel like on Twitter, the response is like overwhelmingly supportive. Like it's like ninety to ninety percent to ten percent. Like ninety percent are supportive, and ten percent are like the two or three fans that are still playing mental gymnastics to explain her behavior. Maybe and maybe on TikTok when I post something like where I said like something funny about Erica, there's more support. On that like platform, so I have found that.、Um, but the、um, but the reaction as like fan base, like following and stuff, it's been quite similar across the board. That's good. That's awesome. That's really awesome. How do you feel social media has positively, positively, and or negatively affected? Navigating the fan base as a whole.、Um, my biggest issue with、uh, social media is the way that is shaping、um, the show lately. Like, for example, once again, like the whole Diana thing with my tweet. You know,、mm-hmm. previously something like that wouldn't had never happened.、Uh, usually, the housewife would just talk about the tweets between each other. Or like the tweet that Housewife made about the other one, but when Diana went to the stretch to like start like screenshot my my tweet or going after content creators, I felt like that is not、uh, that, that that shouldn't be happening. I mean, I feel like it takes away the magic of the show and it takes away、uh, also any interest from content creators to keep giving Bravo free. Marketing, because let's be honest, I'm not getting a paycheck from Andy for posting all my tweets. This is a labor of love. This is not because I'm getting paid by anybody. I mean, I'm doing this because I love doing it and, and interacting with other people. The fan base, on the other hand, it's、uh, 
it's great that I mean the social media is has become our way of um, connecting. Like if if social media wasn't out there, we wouldn't be having this conversation in the first place. Like we connect through social media, so that's great. I mean, we created a community, but I would prefer. I mean, housewives should interrupt their friends, yes, but should housewife make a a, a, a fan tweet? a reason to create like a storyline eh not really that's not what this should be about um am, am i am i happy about it yes because like who wouldn't want to be acknowledged and and, and be part of the mess but there, there <laughs> you know there's there should be a sense of like okay we gotta keep ourselves on this side of the fans because um being too accessible to is a little like a turnoff. I I I feel like um, the more a housewife takes social media way too seriously, the less interesting they get. Uh, for example, I agree. and I don't want to be shady because I love Dubai, but Caroline Brooks doing daily spaces and stuff like that on Twitter, oh my god, me is too much. So that's the part of social media where I'm like, okay, I understand that you want to click with your fans, but when you spend hours and hours on Twitter in a space, it makes me feel like this is your life and you have nothing else going on. Right. That's a bit much. That's a bit much. Now, in the vein of being shady, since you keep bringing it up, how many housewives have followed you versus how many housewives have blocked you? <laughs> um, I have not <laughs> counted how much they ha- how many they have followed me though, because I do know that I mean I don't want to be that person, but I do know drop name. I, this is a safe space. I ask the uh, question. All you're doing is answering it. Drop say their name. Okay. Uh, Flex. You're from the, the top for from the from the top of my head. Cast a bravo left to follow me. I I I I'll tell you I don't have all of them on top of my head, but I do know Sutton the follows me. The list is me. that long, darling. Ooh, <laughs> word. Follow me. Garcelle follows me. Whitney Rose from uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, Heather Gay. Lisa Barlow. Uh, Baby gorgeous. I know. I'm trying to remember. Uh, let's see. I know there's other people. I uh um. Uh, Ariana from Bend Upon Rules. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to find. I know this more. Uh, you I better guess, lay I, it out I, for the girls. I guess Paris Hilton now is involved in the mess. <laughs> Let them hoes know. Uh, you the, you, I love how you just casually threw Paris Hilton's name in like she ain't no damn body. You was like, yeah, I mean, I guess Paris. I mean, the. You the know, big, Kyle's niece or whoever. I mean, to me, the biggest celeb that follows me in reality is Britney Spears. That's like the biggest celebrity that follows me. Work. Uh, I love I her. Love, I and love she, that. And she's been well, following I'm... me since like the beginning of Twitter, like from like decades. So I'm happy that she's back on Twitter after like all the whole thing. Um, everything. As, as for blog on Twitter, Mary Cosby blocked me for absolutely no reason. <laughs> 
I'm telling you <laughs> reason. I like Mary Cosby-ish. Like I, 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 I have nothing against her, but I made a simple funny joke and she blocked me. I think because of that, because I didn't even know I was blocked until I tried to tag her on something. Um, on Instagram, though, uh, Lisa Rena blocked me many, 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 many years ago. Like maybe like two, three years ago, and. John Mellencamp's daughter too. Blood Mellencamp. Ah, of course. I can imagine. <laughs> really? Those, I you were those are those are the the ones that have got me blocked. And 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 honestly, it's like a badge of honor because I, I called the them thing. out. They blocked me because I called them out, and they got offended. So I mean, you got offended for somebody telling the truth. I mean, too bad. And. And honestly, I don't care. Like, it's not like that big of a deal. I'm more, I get more excited when somebody that I love actually acknowledge my existence. Like, when Sutton follow me the same day as Garcelle follow me, I was like, okay, this is living. I, I, I was having my, my, I was living my best life. I like, uh, it's it's something that I. I really, really, really was looking for. Oh, Brandy Glamville to also follow me too. Yeah, I just keep like the names keep like coming up to my brain. Um, I miss my old Twitter account because Brandy followed me, and people who like aren't celebrities were were like following. Well, well, who weren't housewives? Excuse me, like Erica Badu used uh-huh. to follow my old account, but that was also the same account where I was blocked by Nene Leakes, Candice from Potomac, Rena. Um, <laughs> Like all the great Vicky Gumbleson blocked me, um, <laughs> which was funny because Tamara followed me. So <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, oh, oh, I live, I live for that. Yeah, I, it, it's always great when 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 the uh, the housewife follow you. I think is uh, you feel special and. Even though you know that, like maybe like eighty percent of the time is maybe not them doing it themselves, like could be like maybe they, their assistant or something, but their social I, media manager. Yeah, but it, it there has to be a level of like knowing who you're following because I mean a housewife is also a brand. So if you're following somebody, it's because you feel like whatever that they're tweeting or saying, you 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 identify your brand with it. So. Um, I mean, and 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 knowing that, like, like with Twitter, I you have the opportunity to like actually interact with a checked account. Like, you know, like so many people have commented on my tweets without me tagging them or anything. Not, it wasn't even about them in the first place, and they still comment like, okay, like they, I mean, whoever is managing their account, or maybe they are actually reading this stuff and they they're interacting, so that's great. Um, you know Lisa Vanderpump and you know, Camille uh, Taylor, all of them have interacted several times with my account. So I, I, I mean, uh, Adrienne Malou for her birthday. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's great. And, and like I said, like that's that's how social media with housewives should be. Just like quick interacting with your fans because it keeps the fans glued to the to the show. But 
Like I said, if you go sit on faces with somebody for six hours, I'm not going to watch your damn show either. That's right. I'm just not going to watch your show, bitch. I got it on Twitter. I don't got to watch your show now. I got it on Twitter. I I got my feel. Chanel, I am for for Dubai, too, follows me. She's the one. She is truly that yeah, she's that girl. Oh, and, and oh I know you can th- drop these names throughout the rest of the interview all you want. Feel free. Whip. And the, Whenever they come and, to you, just casually drop them. And, I mean, this is not a big show, but, um, I mean, it's cool that they all follow me. The whole entire cast of um, The Real Girlfriends of Paris. In Paris. That's so cute. Like, the whole entire cast. I mean, it's not it's nothing big. I mean, the show is not doing any good, but I love the show. It's kind of, like, different, and it's fun, and, I, and I'm a big fan of Paris, my favorite city in the world. So, right. uh, I, I, it was, it's fun. I mean, I, I appreciate all these little things about Bravo. So, since you have half of Bravo and all the popular girls following you, now I'm finna get messy. Who are your top... Now, listen, uh, as I like to tell all my guests, I come from hip-hop before I come from reality television. And as a person who interviews a rapper or a guest, always asks, who's your top five? Yeah. So since you have all all popular girls that are going to be swarmed at BravoCon following you, who are your top five housewives? Of all time or... Or currently, or you can. I'll let you decide how messy you want to get. I'll okay. let you, I'll let you decide. Do you want to decide who's your top five today? Do you want to decide who's your top five of all time? Do you want to create a Mount Rushmore? How messy are you today? How you? Uh, I'm gonna stick to my five girls that are on my bio just because it's very public uh, uh, knowledge. Uh, my top five are in. Uh, no particular order except for LVP because she's always going to be number one. Uh, <laughs> uh, are uh, Carton, Denise, Garcelle, Sun, and LVP. Those are my girls forever and ever. And um, obviously, that's just because I, I'm obsessed with Beverly Hills and those are my girls. But outside of Beverly Hills, I also want to give like special shout outs to my Teresa because Teresa mm. Judah is, is my girl from New Jersey. I grew up in Jersey in the same in the town next to the town where they filmed the first season. So uh, I used to see them film and it's such a great memory. So Teresa is my girl in Jersey. I want to give a shout out to Nini Leaks because um, there's always uh, a, a meme for an everyday life from me, from Nini uh, that you can use. And I think she is the reason why Atlanta is where it is right now. I mean, people. Bad.
Hello. Oh, hi. Yeah. No, I was saying, uh, do you hear Camille, right? Say what now? I said I said Camille too. So yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, but my top five are always going to be LBP, Garcelle, Sun, Carton, and Denise. That's fair. What's your favorite tagline? Uh, LBPs. Uh, I have. Uh, life isn't diamond and rosé, but it should be. Word. And also, throw me to the wolf, and I'll come back leading the pack. That is iconic. That is a fucking tagline. For me. Yep. That is I that is a tagline. I may not love her as much as everybody of that tagline. No shade. That is that's that's the second time this week I've heard somebody quote that tagline from her. And every time I hear it, I'm like, Yeah, she yeah, she smoked that. She yeah, really she smoked that. I mean she definitely has one of the best taglines. It's like every tagline that she has, I mean, especially the the you know the Like the I'm crazy about dogs, but I'm not but fond of bitches. About bitches. That's another one. Like every tagline has something funny but real. Like that's how it is. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite Nene Leaks quote? Uh oh my gosh. Well, this is that one gonna make you think, right? <laughs> that that's not a quote that I will never. And I still remember this. A white refrigerator, honey. Let's put your let's get your find your home. <laughs> Yeah, put your shoes on. So, let me find you a home. I will never forget that. And since then, every time that I walk into somebody's home and they have a white refrigerator, I'm gonna be judging. I'm telling you, I'm. T- I, I just said this in an interview the other day. I was like, I don't care if you've never seen Real Housewives in your life. When you go to Lowe's, you look at white refrigerators funny because yeah. of Nene Lee. Yeah, like you just like when you go to your friend house and you see they got a white refrigerator, you kind of look at them funny. It's kind of like when you text somebody for the first time and you realize they don't have an iPhone. Yes, how <laughs> those girls are when the bubble come up green and you like, oh, a white refrigerator. That's really what it gives. Yes, it really gives green bubble tea. <laughs> no shade to all the Android girls. I, 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 I'm not that girl, but that's just how the girls are. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, if you could do one cast trip over, what would it be? And like, why? Like planning a cast trip or repeat a cast trip? Like if you could fix a cast trip that yeah. happened on the show, whether it be to make it better because it was boring or it had too much drama, or to fix it because it was too much drama or there wasn't enough drama, would you want to fix it and make it better, or or uh, fix it and tone it down? Like how would you want to fix a cast trip that could have been better but it was just too much of something or too little of something else? Um. Well, I will say. I mean, I I don't want to fix them, but I want to like redo them because they were so dramatic, mm-hmm. and I would like them to have the same experience, maybe a little less dramatic. But I will definitely would like to maybe relive 
Amsterdam and Dubai when okay. went to those two places. I like the Dubai trip. Um, I wish it was a little more fun focused and less uh, who said who and what he said what. Um, and the Amsterdam just because it's iconic. Like I, I will not change a damn thing, but I just wanna I, I just wanna see You just wanna say say it again. Over in a loop. I just wanna I just wanna be there. I wanna see with her own eyes how King Richard just gather all the girls and just let it happen. It's just amazing. I mean I it, it, I, I, the cast trip the one thing that's one thing the cast trips in Beverly Hills have is like they always go to the most extravagant places and I love that that is a fact do you have a tagline for myself mm-hmm. Ooh! oh my gosh Because... I just figured out mine after years and years of trying to figure it out somebody finally told me that I had a good one so I was So I'm sticking with it forever. Let me think. I almost not prepared for this, but I do know that I have written many taglines on myself somewhere. But um, I will say, if I was to write a tagline, it has to be with champagne because that's all I drink when I go out with my friends. So uh, it should be like, uh, kind of like I came for the tea, but I stayed for the champagne. Something along those lines. Oh, how about I came for the tea, but I brought the champagne. I love that. There <laughs> it is. Work. Mine is a little more, um, mine is slightly more abrasive. Mine is, I'm totally not aggressive, but I'm just assertive and black. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> It's well, and black for me. That's your tagline. <laughs> you gotta look. You know? I finally found one I liked. I was like, yeah, that wouldn't work. Quick, messy question. Yes. If if you could choose anyone to host the reunion besides Andy, who would it be and why is it me? <laughs> well, I will, <laughs> I, will, I will pick you because you definitely know how to get to the bottom of everything and have the right questions. Um, and also, like I said at the beginning of the episode of the show, I want Zua to, to, to host the housewife of Beverly Hills reunion because uh, she has extremely great opinions, even though she deletes them sometimes. Uh, but she will be great to like get the girls together and gather them and ask the right questions too. Um, Beside I, another person that I would like to be the 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 host, just because the current drama is Jennifer Lawrence, just because she likes mm. she seems to be messy, and I'm a hundred percent sure that she will not let any of these girls get away with anything because she's an Oscar winner and she does not need clout from anybody. So. She can, I mean, she, she has no issues to point everybody out because her reputation as an actress is bigger than Erica's career, period. Um, period. I'm absolutely here for that. Do you want to play a game? Sure. I created what I like to think is a good set of this or that housewives edition questions. Okay. 
So I'm just going to give you two housewives and you're going to choose. You can get with this or you can get with that. Okay. Drew or Sanya? Drew. Kenya or Marlo? Kenya. 100%. Kyle or LVP? LVP, that's not even our question. <laughs> well, it's already written here, even though I knew the answer. <laughs> Monique or Candace? Candace. Jill or Bethany? Bethany. Gretchen or Alexis? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, Gretchen. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to say Gretchen just because, but I don't like any, uh, any of them. Well, damn. <laughs> Phaedra or Candy? Ooh, I like them both. Um, mm. I'm just going to say Candy. Okay. Just because TLC. <laughs> Word. Vicky or Tamara? Tamara. Kelly or Heather? Heather. 100%. I love my Dubrow. Same. Gina or Emily? Emily. Sutton or Diana? <laughs> Sutton. Just see if you're paying attention. Just see if you're paying attention. Brandy or Denise? Oof, God. Denise. I'm sorry, Brandy. Is this just Denise for me? Camille or Renna? Camille. Crystal or Teddy? Crystal. Garcelle or Erica? Garcelle. And I have a couple bonus questions for you. Casa de Sol or 818? Casa de Sol. <laughs> Last one. Vanderpump wine or Rena wine? Every single Vanderpump wine. <laughs> Love that. Has your perspective on Housewives changed from being a viewer to being a content creator on the show? Um... I'm trying to think. I will say no. I feel like the more content I have created on Housewife, the more my opinion about those households in particular has solidified. So mm. I will say, I will say, like I connected with more people who have the same opinion as me. So uh, it kind of like reinforced what I was feeling before. Okay. I actually love that perspective. So, I did some digging, and you're married, correct? I am. Good. Okay. <laughs> does, does your husband love Housewives as much as you do? No, he actually hates it. <laughs> Mine too. Mine uh, too. He he watches the show with me once in a while. I mean, uh, he actually used to watch it with me more before I started like seriously creating content. Uh, especially because when I watch the show, I tend to pause, rewind, whatever, just because I like to catch that expression or that moment. Uh, and I want to make sure that I listen to what they're saying. So it's more like I'm really focused on the show uh, instead of kicking with my husband and just laughing about it. So uh, we watch like reruns and whatever, but he's definitely not a fan. He just doesn't care, to be honest. <laughs> 
my husband is the exact same way like he shocked me one day out of the blue when he asked me a question about Nene Leaks. I was like, what? Who, how do you know who Nene Leaks is? What you know about What you know about the Atlanta Housewives? <laughs> he said, that's the only one I watch. I was like, <gasps> who converted you? Who have you been talking to? Where have you been? <laughs> because I was like, funny. Like, he hate like, He's just, but he's like that with reality shows, period. Like, he is not like a reality show person at all. So, like, I turned him on to Murder She Wrote, and he won't turn the remote away from anything else. So, I, so like, he just doesn't subscribe to Housewives. He doesn't understand. It's way too much drama. He's like, way too chill for all that. But he gets down with the Atlanta now, but he won't watch it if, if, if Nene Leakes ain't on there. So, I lost him seasons ago. <laughs> It's over with. <laughs> so, you're in an LGBT relationship like me. Yes. I'm a trans woman married to a cis man. You're a cis man married to a cis, cis man. man as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know I had to ask. Yeah. You know I had to ask. Do you feel like there will ever be a time where we will have either a trans housewife or a gay man as a housewife? I mean, yes. I mean, uh, it, there should be. I, I think it's actually it's been too long without representation of LGBT members in the housewife world. I mean, I'm not just talking about, you know, like friend of or like the the talking gay, you know, of like you know in the housewife Atlanta. world. Atlanta, yeah. I'm talking about real cast oh members. Goodness. You know, um, you know. I think. You know, you know, we have, you know, we have in Miami, we have um, uh, Julia and what's her name, Marianne. Oh my gosh, I can't remember her wife's name either. But that's because she spent the whole damn season flirting with Adriana. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, like there is, there's starting to be some, you know, representation, uh, you know, in the housewife world. But I do believe there needs to be more. I mean, uh, like you said, like there, there, there needs to be already, a, you know, a trans women, you know, on the show, uh, or a gay couple, you know, like people say, oh yeah, the gay couples are two guys. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's uh, the housewife world is just is being like that at this point. I mean, if we have to see Joe Gorga. And the other Jersey boys running around and getting. If the I head. have to see Frank Catania literally kiss Joe Gorga's ass on television, yeah, I mean, it's the I, least it, we could see is two grown men kissing unironically. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's time, uh, but who knows? Especially Bravo. Bravo is very weird when it comes down to. Um, making that first step especially because they know that a lot of their market it's not necessarily the most liberal market so right uh, but that doesn't take away the fact that a lot of the city that they film are more progressive so you cannot just ignore the existence of these couples you know like my right. marriage and your marriage cannot be just ignored just because uh it does. It might not be, you know, what 
some people from maybe like Alabama want to see, but guess what? They're not filming in Al- in you know whatever. What is a town in Alabama? Whatever I don't know. The one that I live in called Abbeville. Fuck y'all. <laughs> so I actually live in Alabama, so I'm like, let me let me take over here. You do? <laughs> let me take over here. Yes. Dead ass. <laughs> Out of all the states that I could. Out of all the states, but it's always Alabama. It's all. I swear to God, everybody who thinks they're picking a random state always picks Alabama. I get because the A is the first letter. It's, just, it's you, the first letter, so they just run with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like Mobile, Alabama, like we're not filming that. Even though I, even though I do know that Mobile is like the most like slightly progressive city in Alabama, but it's like. But that's why we got Love and Marriage Huntsville, which is in Alabama, but it's not on Bravo. It's on OWN. Now, mind yeah. you, it's the number one rated show on OWN, but it's also OWN and not Bravo. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like. Uh, it's filmed in New York City. It's filmed in Atlanta. It's filmed in Beverly Hills. It's filmed. It's in filmed Miami. in progressive cities. So these cities are more, uh, you know, like embrace of like you know diversity and mm-hmm. and it's not like from upon or like or, or, or people don't, don't look at you weird if you walk around with your husband holding hands and stuff like that. So right. that's that's I'm, I'm expecting Bravo to at least start moving towards that direction. Know, and if they don't want to like make it on a Real Housewife franchise, at least there is the potential there to create a show along those lines. The focus on you know on LGBTQIA relationships. Okay, so have you ever seen the show that aired on Logo called The A List? Have you ever heard of that yeah. show? Yeah, that was wasn't that like a show that happened many years ago because I, f- I feel like I know was, the people in it. It was years ago. Like it was Mike Ruiz, yes, who was I, a photographer I from America's Next Top Model. Yes, yes. I yes. knew the whole entire cast because uh, I that was when I was living in the West Village and I was really good friend with Mike Ruiz and uh I was the name um the other one from the, the one from Brazil. I can't remember all their names now. It's been a long time since oh, I yeah. watched that show. Yeah, but but good. So, like, do you think that there would ever be a, which it would probably be on Peacock, no shade, a version of since like since like the A list was basically promoted as the Gay Housewives, like that's like they damn near said it was the Gay Housewives. Do you think that Peacock would ever pick up a concept like that in this day and age? Yeah, definitely, and I mean, I mean, it just uh, it's just about time. And Peacock is becoming the umbrella of Bravo that is gonna host of those of those reality TV shows. You know, like they have the Ultimate Girls Trip, uh, they have Miami, they're working in other cities. So I can see uh, Peacock as a streaming service. You know, maybe creating something along those lines. I mean, I would prefer. Honest, I'm gonna be honest. I would even prefer it to be produced by Netflix. At least Netflix is a little more um, forward and and interesting when it comes to um, LGBTQ content. I find that, that more interesting on Bravo, on, on Netflix, than all the channels. That is fair. I, I, I mean, Netflix did give us Grace and Frankie, which is just iconic on its own. Now, if they called your phone and asked you, hey, 
hey, uh, Martinis with Eddie, Mr. King of Beverly Hills. You want a diamond? What you saying? Uh, I'll be packing my bags and getting and getting on my flight to Beverly Hills immediately. You hit it, Beverly Hills. Yeah, that's I, where I want to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about reality TV being part of it, but if I'm going to be in a reality TV show, it better be Beverly Hills. <laughs> It's gonna be Beverly Hills. She's joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Period. Period. So I love that because I, in theory, now, now let me give you a trick question to make you think. If they called your phone today and they said, "Hey, Mr. Martinez with Eddie, we want to, you know, holler at you. We have two options for you. Do you want to a be the first gay male housewife on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, or do you want your own show?" Do you uh, want to start a new franchise? Do you want to start a new show a la The A-List or something like that? Kind of how Mariah Huck was asked to be on Real Housewives of Atlanta and she ended up going and starting Married to Medicine? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to go with my with a new project. Okay. Um, now Do you be- have a concept already? If I have a concept? Well... I I don't know if my life is interesting enough to have a solo show, but mm-hmm. I do have uh, and I live in an area that is very strange to me because I moved from the city all the way upstate, like really, really upstate. Like when I say upstate, it's like Canada is 20 minutes away from my house. That's how upstate we moved. Wow. So um, you can make a break for it at any minute, huh? Yeah, so I feel like maybe just maybe showing how city people move into a more country lifestyle. That on top of that, you are a gay married couple in an area where being gay is kind of like still like, eh? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, so I like, like me and my husband who live in of all places Alabama. Alabama, exactly. So. <laughs> So I w- maybe the show would be around our friends that we have right now. I mean, a group of friends are like, you know, like, you know, they're all straight, but they're all like, you know, business people, uh, business owners and stuff like that. And uh, they are more open-minded, extremely liberal in, in thinking. I'm not talking about political stuff. I'm not talking about like Republican or Democrat. I'm talking about like, Uh, the way of thinking, you know, their travel, the world travel, the, they, you know, my, our best friends, our neighbor, and he's a straight guy, but he's the funny, he's like, he's like, I want to go to Fire Island with you guys one day, just like hang out there, like, I mean, and he's like, he's like 50, and he's like a very successful, you know, businessman, and his wife is like, yeah, I guess we're going to have to go with you guys, and whatever, so it's like that type of mentality, it's like, very rare around here but I'm, I'm kind of lucky that that's the, the, the neighbors that I have right. so if you ask me I would love to have that on like a show and like I can see the concept I can see that it will work uh, and I, I didn't pick you know joining Beverly Hills just because um, 
if I have the opportunity to create my own brand, I'm always gonna go with my own brand. Of course, as you should, darling. As you damn well should. I agree with you on that one million percent. Do you do you and your husband want want children? Um, no. Yes and no. I wanted kids, but over time I realized that our life is just great as it is and um, it might change again over the years but um, we we like to have many dogs and those are our kids and that's how I want to live my life forever <laughs> that's fair okay so let's go to an imaginary world where you hit 35 and all of a sudden your biological clock starts ticking Right. Well, that happened already. That happened already. <laughs> well, fair, fair. I, I but, but I wasn't gonna guess your age, so I was just gonna it, just picture you in my mind as being twenty five and just leave it there. Okay, keep that in your mind. Twenty five is perfect. <laughs> perfect work. So you're twenty five. You're a hot young thing. You're freshly married, and you decide to have kids. So now you're thirty seven. Yes. Right, and now you're now you got your baby, right? And now we're in a world where we have to ask ourselves these questions because I have an eight year old daughter, and now I have to ask myself these questions, right? Since you just created your new show where you live at with all your progressive straight friends, would you ever consider bringing your kids on television? Considering what just happened with Jackson. Uh, no. If I had kids, no. And I have young nieces and nephews. Like, we are very close to them, too. Like, those are also kind of our kids. Um, I wouldn't even invite them to be on the show, to be honest, because um, reality TV, it's it's great, but what it comes with it is not that great. And exposing kids at a really young age to a whole world of judging and a whole world of uh, being attacked because maybe I said something on a show and they didn't like it. I will not put my kids through that. Um, I agree. I mean, why would I? Um, I would rather them to have their childhood and have their own lives outside the, the... any TV production and whenever they're old enough they can join and be part of it whenever they can handle the hate when they come with it because I mean there's gonna be a lot of love from people there's also going to be a lot of hate a hate from people and, and as, a, as, as kids I feel like that you don't have the same strength as an adult and even as an adult sometimes it hurts you know um and sometimes when you are a kid you you don't know how to look the other way or ignore the you know the thoughts you're gonna fall into it and you you are going to believe what is being said about you even though you know it's not true so it's better to keep the kids out of the the show I agree with you. I don't ever post my daughter on social media. I never post my husband on social media for those same reasons. I mean, I have, you know, I'm restarting my entire social platform. So I don't have 
making it nowhere near the followers that I used to have or or let alone the followers that you know these housewives be having so I have nothing to worry about when it comes to my social media but I still know what that what that's setting my family up for but I have to think in these hypo these hypothetical terms because you know I know what I want for my kid right but then kids grow up and they make their own damn decisions just to piss you off right so let's just have a little fun and just say that your 18 year old daughter comes to you and says hey guess what I just got a job at sir what do you say to that I mean I Sir at the restaurant or Sir including the reality TV show? Oh, that was my next question, but I was just going to give it to you in baby steps. Because <laughs> I, mean, I was going to see how you reacted to her just working for Lisa Vanderpump. And then I was going to say, well, she turns 19 and then she says, guess what? I've been doing so well at Sir that they want me to test for the show. Now what? Well, 18 and 19 to me that is considered a, an adult and I will not be against it. I mean, at that point, I'm, I'm hoping that I gave my kids the tools to defend themselves out there. Right. And, you know, if they want to work at SOAR and be also in the show, I mean, great. And uh, I hope that they do what is right and, you know, enjoy it. I mean, um, I, if, I'm, I'm a very supportive person right bro like even with my friends and my family like if you get the opportunity to explore new business uh endeavors i'm also i'm going to be very supportive um so i will i I will see life in the same way too like if you are 18 19 and you're my kid and you want to have a job and the job includes working uh in a tv show and you want to do it do it i mean just know that just like in any show and any job it's going to be ups and downs and it's going to be really positive things and really negative things so just make sure that you're going to make the right decisions along the way right so you know I appreciate you being such a supportive parent that's amazing you know how would you know and, and, and I applaud that I really do So when that 20-year-old daughter comes to you and says, hey, dad, how do you feel about me dating a 40-year-old Randall Emmett or a 40-year-old Scott Disick? How do you respond to your baby girl who just turned 20 years old? Well, um, I'm really pushing the limits on this support thing, aren't I? Yeah, all I can say at that point is, um, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that question, to be honest, because, I mean, I, 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 I believe that after you're 18 and you're a consenting adult, I mean, it's up to you to make those decisions. I mean, my opinion mm-hmm. about a relationship is pretty much invalid at that point. Uh, right. Do I feel like a... 40-year-old man is going to take advantage of a 20-year-old girl? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Uh, do I think that um, 
that is kind of strange that a 40 year old man is going after a 20 year old girl yeah I think it's weird but do I think it's illegal or do I think it's uh, that might be the case that maybe they can have like uh, real intentions yeah so uh, no I mean I don't think it's illegal I mean it's just I mean but do I feel like it's not favorable yeah um so uh once again like i i will feel like i can do anything about it but i would be hoping for the best <laughs> um because I, I, i mean it's not like she's 16 if she was 16 i would put my foot down because that's Fair. a kid but right. 20 20 is an adult i mean technically it's an adult by no society standards not mentally because mentally we i mean we never develop our brain even like until like our 30s but right. um, at that point there's nothing i can do about it <laughs> you are dad of the year i swear so what are your thoughts on oliver and the situation with him his wife and what looks like his marriage falling apart on the new season of vanderpump rules um well i mean is very disappointing you know i mean you you don't want to see you don't want to see families fall apart but at the same time uh i don't know much about their relationship to know who is doing what and what is happening uh behind closed doors i mean obviously oliver was cheating and cheating sucks and uh, it's, uh nobody should be cheated or or treated you know with like lies or whatever so nice. what he did is completely wrong uh, uh, and I just didn't like how he, the wife or ex-wife uh, is it, I don't know I didn't feel like she was trying to like actually uh vent her issue more like trying to like uh, get in the mess of the situation mm-hmm. um, i i do believe that the timing of the of the affair with like raquel is like kind of like i don't know sounds iffy because they they, they film in the show so i feel like they're trying to revamp Vent upon rules and try to make a little more like interesting or whatever. One million um, percent. Because didn't she just allegedly kiss Schwartz too? Yeah, I mean it's just been going around kissing men <laughs> based on what they're saying. But um, that's or depending that's, on what the kids define as a hookup nowadays. Because they said she hooked up with Schwartz, and then they said she having a full blown affair with Oliver. I was like, damn girl, how bad did James Kennedy treat you, man? You you widening all outside. Yeah, I mean, uh, Oliver's situation once again is just um, not. It, it doesn't look good on him, obviously, because um, he he. I mean, he seems to be the one that was cheating, and even though he said that the marriage is like, you know, like they were going through a divorce or whatever, or separation or was not. I mean, it it is not finalized based on what is happening. So I, if the, if the signature is not on the paper and the ink is not dry, you should keep your stuff in your pants until that is done. Um, that's just my personal belief. 
I mean, okay. uh, I, I mean, relationship fall apart and marriages, you know, and I actually uh, was married before and ended really badly and 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 was was really traumatizing, you know, especially at the end. Uh, I can know. No, it's fine because that led me to my husband and I couldn't be happier. So that's, you know, it's always a silver lining in a reason. But, um, but Oliver's situation, I think um, I, it was confusing too because he started posting some random like text messaging or messages like like DMs on his, written on his uh, Instagram story. So it's all over the place and it's really messy. Uh, my... The, the the bigger take out of this is like I don't want the fan base to uh, reflect this on his mother because this has nothing to do with her. This is a lot to do with him as a grown ass man making the wrong choices. So that's how I want to like finish that part. <laughs> that's fair because at the end of the day, like. You can only raise your kids to do the best that they can, and then the uh, then the choices that they make once they're out of your sight are really none of your that's concern. Exactly. Right. That's, that's their choice. Right. So you know, best wishes to all involved. But I'm down to my last two questions, and one. Well, the first question is because. I wasn't exactly sure how old you were, and I'd never ask a lady her age. <laughs> so, I was going to ask, if you were old enough, did you watch, or were you, did you watch Bravo b- before Housewives existed? Yes. But clearly, you're at least my age, which is 31. So, <laughs> do you remember Bravo before Housewives? Yeah. Yes, I what do. What shows did you watch? Uh, the OGs, uh, Queer Eyes or Straight Guy and Word. The Runway. Word. I was a Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List and yeah. a Rachel Zoe Project. I love Thank Rachel. You. She's my favorite person on the planet. <laughs> I love Rachel Zoe. She I, is so, gla- like, she is the most glamorous but the most chill person. Like, she's the most glamorous hippie I've ever seen in my life like her and Iris um, Ida Pell they're just the most glamorous like hippie chick they're just so cool I love them yeah Rachel I have the most like fun memory when I met her like many many years ago when the show was on Uh, Rachel? yeah I I went to a she was having a party for uh, her book she released a book and I got the opportunity to to go, and I remember I was talking to uh, his her uh, stylist or assistant. I remember. Um, Brad Goretsky? No, no, not him. Uh, the the one that was always also, he was also on the show, but I think he was more like makeup. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot his name right now. I think it's Joey. Joey. I, I think it might be Joey. Um, that sounds correct because I can hear when you said his name I heard it in her voice in her voice yeah uh, I was talking to him and then her uh, husband approached us and we're talking 
And then she, I mean, I saw her and she was like mingling or whatever. So it wasn't like, it wasn't that, like that long of an interaction, but I will always remember that she looked at me up and it's like, so chic. And I, and I, and I will always remember that. And that, and she wrote I that. And, and would I cry. And, and I, I had her book because the, she had her book in the party, like whatever. So I got one of the books and she signed it for me. And, and that's what she wrote. Like, this is it. So is, chic. It's just so chic. It's like, Eddie, you're so chic. And I have the book in my office right here. I'm actually looking at it right now, now that I'm telling you the story. Oh my God, that is everything. That is everything. Everything. I love, like, that would be like for me, the Bravo celebrity that would take my entire soul like her and Kathy Griffin I swear to God like if I ever met either one of them I would probably have a stroke and die right there yeah I love Kathy Griffin too she's funny I love her I am a stan of Kathy Griffin but Rachel Zoe is like somebody like I'm not one of those people like I'm a minimalist I'm not like like materialistic I'm fashionable, but I don't really care about labels and things like that. Like, I care more about styles and designers. But if Rachel Zoe ever walked up to me and literally just looked me up and down and said the word so chic and walked away, I could drop dead right there. Like, I would never have to go, like, I would never go to another fashion show. I would never go to another industry party. I would never go to another anything. I I, I would be like, nothing is going to ruin that moment for me. That's it. This is my retirement. I am going into reclusion like like Grace Jones, and I'm only coming out at night. Because I love Rachel Zoe that much. Like, I genuinely love her. And she is one of the first people who, like, I saw a style in motion that I wanted to represent myself after. Because, like I said, Grace Jones only comes out at night. That's, that's like, a real thing. Yeah. So, like, but, like, she was somebody in real time who was, like, a fashion icon for me growing up. I was like, that woman is everything. She is, like, Halston personified. I love her so much. But glad that we're like minds in that regard. My last question for you, as the king of Beverly Hills, it has been certified and certified again many times throughout this interview. By the way, this is going to be a two-part interview. Um, (laughs) I just feel like it's only right. But as my last question to the king of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, where would you wear $750,000 earrings? Where do I wear it to? Where would you wear as somebody who is so chic? As somebody who is so chic now, where would you, the chicest person in Beverly Hills, wear $750,000 earrings? I will wear those earrings to the grocery store. Pussy. I love that. Why? Tell me why. Why? Because a lot of people just go to the grocery store looking at they just woke up. But if I'm going to be the king of something, I'm going to dress like it, even to the grocery store. It's giving Shepard. 
Such a rich bitch. I love That's you for right. that. You, you picture me like Nicole Kidman walking down the hallway at the end of the movie. Yes, pumping. Oh, that is that would that iconic for me. You know where I would wear a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earring? Where? The bathtub. Ooh, comfortable, bathtub. rich. Comfortable, rich, luxurious, inside my own home, glamorous, no pressure. Very Mariah Carey. I feel like butterflies. One million percent. After I step off the elli- after I step off the elliptical in six-inch heels, I'm gonna casually disrobe and slide into the bathtub with a full towel on. Lovely, lovely, yes. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere with no damn seven hundred and fifty thousand. You out your head if you say hi hi. The the farthest I'm going is the damn mailbox. No, I will go to the bathtub into the mailbox in seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earring. Oh, I'll pump it to the mailbox and I will get on Gloria in Desperate Housewives when she was mowing her grass in a ball gown. <laughs> One million percent. That would be the vibe. That would be the energy. That would be the aesthetic. That would be the mood board. One million percent. Love that. <laughs> well, just well, ignorant. Well, very, very Yolanda by the lemon tree. <laughs> very bad. Very bad. Love, love that. With the house that is literally hanging off of the side of a cliff. Beautiful. Well, listen. This has been the most most fun eight hours I have ever spent talking <laughs> to someone <laughs> I, didn't I even, never I didn't even realize I, it was just it, it was almost midnight and like oh my god we've been talking about housewives this long <laughs> but this is why I do this this is why I do this podcast because I really have real conversations not with the housewives themselves because there's too much red tape and they're too guarded and they're too worried about what the fans think but I want to really have real relatable conversations with people who are viewers just like everybody else but they just love the show enough to make content about it do you know what I mean absolutely and and so I'm just like the conversations that I get out of that like even just when I reach out to people to come on the podcast and the and the conversations we have just leading up to them saying yes or no, or like after they say yes, yes, yes or no, or, or whatever. I have such extended conversations about reality TV, but more so specifically Bravo and Housewives. Now, I try not to box my brand into specifically Housewives or 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 specifically one show, because I think that's limiting for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because I... I like to call myself the queen of references because I always reference 10 million things within the reference of one conversation. So I could be talking about Bravo, but I could be talking about Bravo and then mention VH1, USA, Oxygen, ESPN, and Court TV, all within that conversation about Housewives. Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. So I just say, I dive deeper into all of reality television that most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. I wonder how many people are going to hear me say that every 
every single show and not get the reference that I'm talking about who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. You get the reference, right? Okay, cool. So I wonder how many people are going to listen to me say that at the beginning of every episode and not get that reference. That's what I mean by I'm the queen of references. I love it. (laughs) But like I said, thank you so much. I never thought that I would enjoy spending two days with somebody other than my husband. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. Send your husband my apologies for holding you hostage. It was not intentional. But the gun just fell out of my pocket, and I didn't know what to, what to do, and I panicked. Well, it was honestly it was uh, such a great conversation. Like I said, like I didn't even notice how how long we've been talking about uh, Beverly Hills and all this stuff. Um, but it's been a pleasure. I mean, it, I had a great time, and I, I I hope that you got what you wanted from. I got everything I needed. And then some. <laughs> and then some. And then some. When I say you delivered, when I for some reason something told me I was gonna run with this King of Beverly Hills line. Like something like when I read that in your bio, I was like, oh, that's sickening. Like that's fierce. Like to just own that like that, that's fierce. Like, I'm a little more lowbrow. I'm gonna say I'm the housewife's human resources. Like, ah, like, ah, I'm not gonna be as glamorous. You were like, I'm the king of Beverly Hills, period. Like, and you have proved that so hard in this interview. It was, I'm so glad that it didn't feel like I hogtied you, held a gun to your head and forced you to to talk to me about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for two days. (laughs) I'm glad that this doesn't feel like you're going to hang up and, and like file a police report on me. <laughs> because I, mean, I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it, it, it was amazing because uh, not that many people know how much you know effort and love you put into creating this type of content. And, and I appreciate you for you know doing the research. You asked me about stuff that I didn't even know that I posted or... and opinions about uh things that like i have made many many months ago and then like you mentioned it and i I was like oh my god you're right i said that (laughs) so i really like i love to be prepared and i really love like like when you said you were the king of beverly hills i was like it kind of changed the direction of my whole interview like i cut a lot of questions out because i was asking more like general questions about reality TV and like just about housewives in general. So I was like, oh, okay, so you want to talk about Beverly Hills? Let's talk about Beverly Hills. Like I can talk about it. Like I can talk about Like we can go in. Like if you want to focus on just one franchise, oh, I can go in and deep dive. And I say in the beginning of my show, I dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary. I think this interview proves that. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, 100% a pleasure and um, thank you for extending the invitation and I mean it, it there's going to be more Beverly Hills to talk about in the future so I'm oh, here <laughs> I hope you come back thank you so much because I really like I want 
the interviews to be professional and ask really good questions, but I also want you to leave the interview feeling like you just got off a phone call with your homegirl. And that's how I you know feel. I mean? <laughs> Amazing. Job well done. Thank you so much. I- I'm going to let you go now, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your night. I will be speaking to you soon, and thank you so much again. No, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for uh, for the flowers given you know, all night. I mean, I feel so special just uh, by being reminded that, you know, like creating this content does touch people's lives somehow and either make them smile or make them cry or make them like angry and want to like post it stuff on Twitter and make be mad at me or whatever. But it's, you know, it's touching people's like emotion strings and at least I'm happy that I know that in our conversation we had a great time and uh, thank you once again for having me on your show. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I hope that we get to talk again. I hope that this is in the 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 last of our last of our communication on or offline. Feel free to hit me up anytime. I've officially held you hostage for a week and a half. We're so we're friends now. <laughs> yes. And I'm pretty sure we were going to be talking about so much because I truly enjoyed it. And thank you. Thank you so much once again. Well, if you want to come back and talk about the reunion, let me know. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think we're definitely going to have to have a special edition for the reunion. So we will be talking about it. (laughs) One million percent. So you guys heard it here first. And until the next episode, I will see you guys later. Thank Eddie for being here one last time. Give him all the flowers, all the applause. Clap from wherever you are. Stand up in your cubicles. Because this has been Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. But this episode, it has been Real Martinis with Eddie and Cherie. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you later. Peace. Cut. Thank you. (laughs) so much thank you so much that was amazing thank you so much that was the most fun i've done one interview on my uh, podcast so far and i had a good time but when i say this was the kiki this was the kiki honey (laughs) i had such a good time i me too this this was like this like you said that this was like talking to one of my friends and uh, I'm so happy that um, that we did it. It's definitely a pleasure, and I'm I'm gonna be looking forward to maybe maybe most likely doing a reunion special because I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about when the whole thing is said and done. <laughs> well, let me know because if you wanna sit back and just tweet each other during during the uh, while it's airing and then come back and do a special. <laughs> episode and just talk about all three parts let me know you're welcome here anytime honey you're welcome (laughs) here anytime and i appreciate you so much like i'm really gonna stay in touch thank you so much oh thank you well i'm gonna head to bed now because it's midnight here (laughs) same it's like time to go to bed it's like way past my bedtime but um but i'll i think when it's out i eat and I'll be sharing it everywhere because I had a great time. It was awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, I'm definitely going to do it as probably like a two-part interview, maybe more. You may just fill up my entire next week. I'm not exactly sure. 
because I feel like we have enough to where I could probably break this up into like five episodes and just cover the entire next week but we'll see how this goes but I'll definitely be dropping the first um the first one on Monday and it's definitely going to be a multi-part awesome I, I mean I, I I feel like last season's uh Beverly Hill reunion a four-part reunion like exclusive yes like this is gonna be the biggest interview about like like because I am because I actually put it in the description of the episode that this is like the deepest dive into uh the deepest dive into Real Housewives Beverly well Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that has ever been done <laughs> and, and now actually- I think we stand on that <laughs> and we talked about all things Beverly Hills so we we definitely cover more than most people I ever cover before and we had a damn good time doing it so I'm gonna let you go on to bed and I will talk to you tomorrow I will send you the link as soon as I get it up and thank you so much again I hope you sleep well I'm sure you're probably exhausted after this <laughs> But you enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. And have a nice night, you too. You too. Thank you so much. Good night. Uh-huh. You guys, when I say I want to extend the highest level of gratitude to Eddie from Martinis with Eddie for blessing me with the most extensive, the most inquisitive, the most inclusive, record-setting, ground-shaking, full-coverage deep dive of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills today. Thank you so, 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 so much for blessing my podcast with all of your stories, all of your tea, all of your mess, your beautiful love life, everything that we got into today. I had such a good time talking to you and I hope that every single one of you guys listening enjoyed the podcast just as much as I did. I know that we're going to try to make this reunion episode happen again. So if you guys want Eddie back on the podcast for another deep dive of all three parts of the reunion or however many they give them, hopefully it's two, they don't deserve three. Make sure you guys let us know in the comments of the Real House, the Real Housewives, the Real Reality Realness Super Chat videos in the question that is attached to the episode on Spotify or just hit us up directly on social media at Martinis Eddie. That's M-A-R-T-E-A-N-I-S-E-D-D-Y. Or hit me up at Cherie Laveau, C-H-E-R-I-E-L-A-V-E-A-U. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate every single one of you guys for being here. I love all of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Love you much. Peace.